0: Where in Baja, it's a special place, and you know. And if you, sometimes the people come to here, and I, I tell the people, I think you you don't need to make a plan. You need just come, and sometimes you, you your plan is stay two days in ahead but sometimes you stay one week, Mate. two yeah. weeks, or, or, or three years, like yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: it's so true. People come yeah. down, and they're really in a rush to get to Cabo, and and, and they think that's what Baja is all uh-huh. about. But on their way back, they stopped paying. they like, you know what? This place is, is special. This it's is special. Big. I drove for the first time, and once I hit Santa Rosa Liga and I saw that Sierra Cruz for the first time, I was like, wow, it's majestic. Yeah. And I felt my life just, my blood pressure slow down. It just, it just felt right.
2: Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on the road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your host Ken and April live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. What's up from Baja California Sur?
0: Qué
3: pasa?
2: Oh yeah, español. <laughs> That would be lovely if we could do this entire podcast in Spanish. For us, it would be because that means we're finally speaking it. But for you, it might not be because since our audience is usually English speakers, that would be kind of tough. But anyhow, we are in Baja California Sur. Um, Actually, right now we're in La La Paz.
3: As we're recording this, yeah, we're in La Paz. Yeah, but... Which is pretty far south, almost to the Cabo San Lucas area.
2: Yeah, La Paz is a pretty cool city, but we'll talk about La Paz later. This episode is all about
3: Mulahe. Moolahe. Moolahe
2: and Moolahe Brewing Company. And Mulahina. And Mulehina. Okay, yeah.
3: Which is a very good IPA at Moolahe Brewing.
2: There you go. So maybe tell our listeners, Kenny, like a little bit about Moolahe. How about that? I'm going to put you on the spot.
3: About the town yeah, of Moolahe or the brewery of Moolahe? The Moulay.
2: seaside town of Moolahe. It's adorable.
3: It is a cute little town and it's, um, I don't know. I mean, it's a sleepy little town, I'd say. Kind of small, um... Big enough though to have a lot uh, several restaurants and everything from, you know, full on nice dining sit down restaurants to cool little um, food shacks and food stands around. Taco stands. Yeah, like a taco stand or just all kind, not just tacos though, all kinds of different Mexican dishes, and a lot of uh, mariscos, uh, seafood. Camarones. Lots yeah, of lots pes- of fish, pescado. pescado. <laughs> lots of fish, scallops, shrimp. Quite yeah. a bit of different seafood. And you have like um,
2: little ven- like small vendors too around there that oh yeah. will sell you things as well. Vendors, gas
3: and- sta- like for people who are driving through. Oh, I thought
2: you said you should buy fish at gas stations. No, don't
3: buy fish at gas stations. Don't do that. Even in Mexico, I don't think you want to do that. But, um, <laughs> well, unless
2: you really want to have, you know, things coming out both ends. Ew. Okay. Ew, okay. TMI. Moving too on. Too much. Gas stations for people who are driving here.
3: Yeah. M- for people, there's a lot of people who road trip down through Baja, And, you know, gas stations can be a thing. It's like basically the idea is don't pass up a gas station, especially in Baja California Norte, in the north part.
2: would also say don't pass up a craft brewery.
3: And we did not. We We, went to every craft brewery there was between Mexicali and La Paz.
2: Not starting in Mexicali, though.
3: No, we did not. We didn't stop in Mexicali at any because we were crossing too early. Well, we've been there before. We've been to Mexicali before and we know. And there are a couple um, newer ones that we haven't been to before. But there is a great brewery there called Fauna and Icano. Those are both really good. And then there's a couple newer ones there or more that we haven't been to. But um, Stay
2: tuned because we'll do a whole ultimate guide of Baja's uh, craft beer scene too. So that'll be coming
3: out soon. Right, Yeah. but between Mexicali and La Paz.
2: Yes, but I was going to say too, before you go to that, sorry about that, I'm interrupting you. Um, If you don't want to miss out on all this stuff, you guys should subscribe to our newsletter, because that's when you'll know that there are stories coming out. So if you are interested in coming down to Baja, which you should be, and if you're interested in finding the breweries in Baja, which you should be, and you don't want to miss out, which you shouldn't, then you should totally subscribe to our podcast. There's a lovely little bird outside our window, if you can hear that. Um, But you should subscribe. To the podcast, also to our newsletter, so you don't miss out on, like, all the guides and stories. So just go to our website, livingistoutlife.com, and you'll find the subscribe. So subscribe, 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 subscribe to the
3: newsletter.
2: (laughs) Anyhow, now that I interrupted you, what were you going to say, Kenny?
3: Oh, I don't know now. (laughs) I'm way off in the ether somewhere. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, between, there's several several breweries in um, Mexicali, several in La Paz, but very few on the way down. But we hit them all. And there are a few we're stopping at. One and one in particular that we stopped at was Mulahé Brewing, just outside of the town of Mulahé, just by a few minutes. Uh just a few minutes outside of town. But very cool place. Um good food, full bar, uh pretty decent beer. Uh their Mulahina IPA was outstanding. I it's, thought that was a very good IPA. And then it's also a harvest host. And even if you're not a Harvest Host member, they actually welcome travelers all the time, whether you are or not a Harvest Host. And they even have Starlink Wi-Fi so that they'll let you use. So That's gold. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's gold if you don't already have your own Starlink, which if you travel down through Baja now, like, you will see more Starlink Freaking antennas or dishes or whatever they call them, then craft breweries. Then craft breweries. Yeah, oh, way more Starlink antennas than craft breweries. <laughs> Even if you count Mexicali and La Paz and Cabo, <laughs> like there's still going to be more Starlink antennas. Are, Are there affiliate memberships?
2: Are affiliate memberships for Starlink? Because we should be a affiliate know. membership for Starlink. All right. If you guys. Have we listeners- might have missed
3: the boat. They're all sold. Oh, probably. Everybody has one now. Fine.
2: If anybody knows about that, like let us know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, back on
3: track. Back on track. So, yeah, I mean, Moolahay was a cool little town. And we stopped there largely because we wanted to go to Moolahay Brewing, but also because we've heard a lot about Moolahay itself as being a very cool little place.
2: Which you heard from us a second um,
3: ago. A lot of expats there. A lot of American Americans and Canadians there have, have moved there, like, at least part-time. But um,
2: there's also a good mix of a lot of locals, too. Like oh, it's there's a, good a ton mix of locals. Of yeah,
3: yeah. I'm, it's not. Yeah, I don't want to make it sound like that's all there is. There is you're not just coming to a transplant of the United States and Canada. Um, there's actually a lot of local vibe there and a lot of local food and people and... There's a very cool beach that if your rig isn't too big, you can drive through town and camp out on the beach there eat for free.
2: I mean, if your rig That's is cool too beach. big, you could still do it, but you might rip <laughs> off your air conditioning unit or have the police escort get you in and out of town because it's very, very narrow and tight streets in there. So that would be a little crazy.
3: I will not endorse this kind of behavior, but go for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing on this beach, too, is like there's like I said, there's free camping there. And it's right at the mouth of a river that runs through Mulahe, the town, and empties in, or goes into the Sea of Cortez. And you can actually like paddleboard up it, or kayak, or whatever you want to do on the on the river. And we came across these really cool little jellyfish that are in there. They're, I think they're called um, blue cannonball jellyfish. You I think is what they were the called? research, so. But they literally look like a little blue mushroom almost. Uh, they're kind of small but there were like hundreds of them in this river Um, from what i could do gather from the research they're not super dangerous as far as stinging and stuff, but we didn't really jump in the water with them. So I don't know.
2: If you want to see a picture, you can follow us on Instagram. There's another shameless plug oh, if no, you're not there's... doing it already. No, it's
3: not a picture. If you want to see a, a video. video. It's a cool video, okay, too. Cool video. Um, we should uh, get the to... blue cannonball jellyfish. Sweet.
2: We should get to our cool podcast interview.
3: We should. But if you are interested in Baja, we are in the midst of... Um, At the time of recording this of doing a bunch of Baja bits and travel tips for traveling through Baja. Just it's a lot of little stuff about what to know when you're traveling in Baja or things to see and do when you're here. So there's a lot of cool, fun little videos and things um, if you're interested on it. And that's on our Instagram mostly. Cool. Um, Okay. But
2: on this podcast, though,
3: on this podcast, we're going to jump into the craft beer scene in Mulehe with um, Brian and Miguel at Mulejay Brewing Company. Okay. So split. with that, I think we should turn it over to them. What do you think?
2: Hey Mulejay.
3: I think that means, yeah, we're going with Mulejay Brewing Company.
2: Are
3: you ready? I'm ready. Okay, now we have to do the
2: official
0: cheers. Okay, the official cheers of the game. Salute. Salute. cheers. Salud. I
2: have to drink. Right. it. All right. We are here in Mulejay, Baja California Sur, Mulejay Brewing. Um, we are with Brian and Miguel. Miguel, <laughs> the name keeps slipping me. I don't yeah. know why.
3: I don't know. You've struggled with the name since last night. I've been struggling with names my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> life. Uh, I'm calling Freddie. Freddie. All <laughs> right, we'll go with
2: Freddie. is my nickname. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so Brian, you're one of the owners, and you are a brewer. I'm and, the brewer. Okay. Yeah, the, pe-
2: the, my listeners cannot see me pointing at Miguel. Yeah, like M- Miguel, you are the brewer. Yeah. yeah. And uh-huh. we're excited to be here talking beer and Baja and travel and the whole story.
3: So, first off, where did Mulay Brewing come from? Is this all
1: your idea, Brian, or where,
3: how it, did this well come about? Uh,
1: it was pretty much me. I retired four years ago uh, from San Diego, had an insurance job. You hmm. sure don't sound like you're from San Diego. I'm from New York. Queens <laughs> 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 <from New> <laughs> <laughs> to be exact. Ah. San Diego for 20 years. Okay. worked for USAA Insurance for 20 years and uh, on my 20th anniversary I just felt I got enough I wanted a different lifestyle so I chose to come to Mulahay as an affordable place to retire early I didn't come down here with this plan I came down thinking I was going to fish every day and just <laughs> relax on the beach <clears throat> enjoy my 401k but uh, I met a gentleman selling beer out of a keg over at the uh, Los Casitas restaurant in town, he played drums in the band and he was selling by the Pint IPA. It was awesome IPA, bringing a craft beer. Uh, yeah, look. you came from a craft beer mecca too. Yes. Yeah, to San Diego yeah, and then you was, come down here and there's- That was my hobby. I had a dream of doing <laughs> it in San Diego, but it wasn't affordable for me to do something like this over there. Right. So we decided to open up a tasting room next to the arch for the first three years he was with me uh, maybe the first six months to a year, and then he moved on to La Paz. His name was Enrique. Wait, when uh, was this
2: when you oh, first opened the, the taproom?
1: Uh, it was oh, November 2019. Okay. Just before okay. the COVID. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a big hit. We opened up a second store next door, we expanded, opened up a beer garden next door, and, and that lasted about three years, and then we kind of ran out of space we weren't able to brew on site over there okay. so we had an opportunity to purchase this building and uh, Miguel had come to visit from Yucatan he's my brother-in-law okay he came for Christmas not speaking a word of English really? and, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple of years ago and he's taken over the reins as, as brewer and, and we have a mentor like we said uh, Javier from Padre Santo helps him out a lot and we just started making beer and, and we bought some halfway decent equipment and the beer was has been turning out pretty incredible so it's, we're at a 4.8 now on Google and uh, people really into the place, love it, get great feedback and it's about community, bringing people together and, and yeah, it's been an awesome and project. turning this craft beer desert into more
3: of an oasis. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we were with Javier yesterday. We actually stopped by there because, um, you know, we're trying to find all the breweries in Baja. And coming down the Sea of Cortez side, just not a lot of breweries. I mean, there was in Mexicali, there's a, a three or four, I think. And then San Felipe and then Javier. At, uh, Padre Santos. Padre Santos. Padre Santos, Padre Santos in Santa Rosalia. And they yes. just opened. And yeah, yeah, and they just opened a couple months ago. A couple so, months ago. And yeah. he, they had nothing but great things to say about you guys, for oh, sure. That's yeah.
0: nice. He's a very nice man. We feel the same about them. A very, very good mentor for us, and we, we help each other all that. He makes very good beer. Yeah, yeah. he does. Everything was really
3: spotting.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned earlier, like, just you wanted to build the community, and it's just, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. That is what craft breweries seem mm-hmm. to do. It's like we talked off mic about if there's a brewery that just doesn't make great beer, we're not going to diss them or like push them down. We just kind of don't talk about them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's still, like still this supportive community. And I don't know vibe. if I've
2: ever seen an industry that has something quite like the craft beer yeah. industry.
1: It attracts really good people. You know, it, People don't come to breweries to get you know, hammered and, and, yeah. and sloppy. and, and right. We don't have those kind of problems.
3: Yeah. It's not like the old bar scene yeah. that we
1: think of yeah. in the old days in the US
3: where people were just drinking buckets of beer and yeah. as much as they could for as cheap as they could for
1: as long as they could. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do
2: you see that do you find that you have a decent amount of mix of locals here versus tourists? Or? Yes, it's it's
1: important to me, it's important to us to have the local buy in, we have twenty percent discount on salaries on everything. And uh we get people coming from St. Rosalia and other towns that really appreciate it. It could be a date night for a couple, but um, for the most part, Mula Hayes, a lot of the people can't afford the craft beer logos, just can't afford to pay a hundred pesos for a beer. Yeah, right. So that, but, but I
2: would imagine you can't afford to have it cost less because then you can't afford to make it.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, that's a- it's not a cheap industry, it's, it's to do it right, we get the food hot with the beer, yeah. and, and it's it's costly, but
0: yeah, and absolutely we are in the middle of the desert, and you are in everything, and, and it's very expensive. Sometimes the the chipping is a yeah. is, is a, good, is a big thing for for the cost. Mm-hmm. So how yeah. do you I oh, say so
2: how do you plan like do you guys both plan the recipes that you want to brew or who who kind of is yeah in it's of
0: that? a good combination because people sometimes people uh, they ask if. Brian is is, uh, the brewer or who is the brewer and I say I'm the brewer and he's the taster he he enjoy (laughs) the beers that's a good job but yeah (laughs) I I think we do uh, a really good combination because he he always is looking good uh, um, recipes or good uh, styles of beer and he sent me we can make for example the coconut powder it was uh, his idea he find uh, good good beers around the world and he told me we can make a uh, coconut powder, and he said, yeah, why, why not? And I just start to make my recipe, and yeah, I, I discussed the details with him, and, yeah, but yeah, I think he looked the beer, and I do the recipe. That's why we work. I was kind
2: of yeah. curious, too, like once you figure out the recipe that you want to do, do does, yeah. does the um, availability of the ingredients kind of almost dictate what you can and can't make yeah. here because in the US for example it seems like you can get a hold of anything any time any rate, whatever but I don't know if it's harder to find the ingredients mm-hmm. that you need here
0: yeah it's like a like half and half because my I remember my first beer I used buy a uh, few ingredients and I figured it out uh, with the ingredients that, that I have in that moment but now when I plan uh, I, I plan one one beer or one stuff of the beer and um, yeah, you check the ingredients, and I try to and tr- I try to find the best ingredient for me similar that that, that recipe that, that I want to brew. And at some time I I change so, uh, different ingredients for the more similar that I can find in Mexico. That's the way that I, that I do. And yeah, it was it was fine for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the good part
3: about craft gear, too. Is you can yeah. change it a little bit because people want something different all the time. Yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly. So it's okay to change the recipe up a little bit if you can uh-huh. find a similar ingredient or maybe a better ingredient locally yeah. and save some money possibly doing it too. Uh-huh, exactly. Especially here, where for people that don't know Baja, I mean, this is a very difficult place to get anything to, yeah. Let, yeah, not uh, just beer ingredients, but anything. You know, get anything sent here because it's. There's just not a ton of infrastructure like we have in the U.S. or in a lot of other countries. And, but it's know,
2: also just this long, skinny, little, narrow peninsula Yeah, that's that what is surrounded by water. It's, <laughs> yeah.
3: So it's like you said, shipping a lot of times is probably yeah. more expensive than what you're trying to buy in the first place. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> so where do you get like a lot of your malts and hops? And-
0: oh, The, the hops are from the Yakima, Yakima Valley, okay. and, okay. and, and the barley. Uh, my base is from Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, more from Minnesota and sometimes from Germany. And my special barley is from, actually, from Germany as well. Okay. Okay. Just, do they
3: ship
2: pretty regularly? For yeah, you? yeah, bro. I
0: don't. I don't buy from Germany directly. I, I buy for companies in in Mexico for now. And the hops is coming from directly from the mm-hmm. Valley. Okay, so they send it directly down to you. Yeah.
2: To okay. I mean, it's really not that vastly different on how you're going to get your
3: own. no it's just more expensive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's I have got a, a shipping
1: couple. contact in San Diego it's Mexpat Movers he ships through all of Baja so okay. he's, we drops all his Moorhead packages here and so he'll give me a good deal of my own personal shipping oh perfect yeah then you can kind of work in partnership with somebody yes
3: that makes sense it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense so Miguel like we know Brian came
0: from Beer Mecca. Oh, yeah. So
3: how did you get into craft beer? Was it oh. just for this, or were you already into craft beer where you were at? Or? No,
0: never. I'm originally from Venezuela, and mm-hmm. when I came to Mexico, never imagined that I was gonna uh, w- work in, in a brewery. You know? I was going to be a, a, a brewer. And actually, I'm a chemistry teacher, and yeah, it was my uh, initial job in Venezuela. Yeah, when I came to Mexico, uh, I was working in different parts um, of Puebla and after Yucatan and uh, food factories and uh, restaurants, bars, and yes, I came one time to Baja to visit my family. Brian is my brother-in-law, he's married with my sister and my mom, she was here too, and yeah, I never imagined uh, I started to work on that and I, I just came to here and I fell in love with the vibes around this this store this project because it's not just one business it's one project and mm-hmm. um, yeah the people what you say craft beer always I remember when I when I was going to a bar I just can see people drunk or bad attitude but around craft beer is so totally different mm-hmm. you know you can find people with good vibes, people that really enjoy the beer they don't get drunk they don't have bad attitude and. Um, yeah, I like that, and, and in that moment I just came for vacation in December two years ago. Um, Brian and my sister they told me, "Hey, you, uh, maybe you can stay with us and start the pro the project with the with the brewery, and you can brew the beer for us." And I say, "Wow!" And that moment was very difficult because I had the job in Yucatan, and I had to take the decision between mm-hmm. stay here or or come back to my job. And actually, in that moment, and it I say, "Okay." I got a steak. Yeah. So was. you
2: chose beer over teaching. Yeah. Can I say cheers to that? <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I did. Okay. I chose the travel and beer yeah. over teaching. Yeah. Well, I'm sure
3: the chemistry background played into it very, yeah, that, very well because you understand a all the, yeah. the science of it and yes. then it was just getting to the beer ideas. Then uh,
0: what, Do you remember your first craft beer then? Uh, yeah, my, my first beer that I brew? Our, oh, no, the first drink. one you drink. Oh my! God. When oh. Brian's like, "Hey, you're gonna make this yeah, kind of beer." It was. It wasn't It wasn't an IPA, and I did not like it at that moment. It that okay. tastes to me like uh, I don't know hairball and yeah. <laughs> I say, oh, well, I think That's I the first I time I have heard it described it that way. I don't like to say wow. no, it's too strong. It tastes like hairballs, and, and after That's that I started. Uh, people ask me, "What are your favorite beers?" And because I just started to work in the bar. You know, with the beers <laughs> like, three know. years ago, and yeah, it's what is your favorite beer? And I start to drink golden ale, uh, blonde ale, and after that amber and session IPA. Okay, so you start to like session, and then I love IPAs. Yeah, yeah now I love it. Yeah,
2: it's an acquired taste. Yeah, Yeah. yeah.
3: IPAs usually aren't the beer that most people. That their first beer is an IPA and they go, oh wow,
2: that's amazing. Most people, for me, no, wow. But we all get there somehow. (laughs) So, one of the best pieces of advice you've ever gotten, and then also given to me, and just told other people, when you're trying to define what a beer actually tastes like, Mm -hmm. everybody wants to say, well, it's roasty and malty and blah, 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 right? Different. But you were told, and it really works, just say what it tastes like. If you mean roasty, does it taste like it's burnt chocolate? Or is it like toast? And yep. so you just did it perfectly. Tastes like <laughs> hairball. <laughs> That's a perfect brewer's tasting. Notes. Yeah. Oh.
3: I've never heard anybody yeah. use the term hairball describing yeah. a beer before. <laughs> no. I don't think you'd use That's it now, awesome. though. <laughs> I don't
2: think you'd use it
0: now. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, do no. great. It's perfect. Yeah. Do you oh, remember nice. what
2: your first craft beer was? Or oh, my
0: yeah. God.
1: I'm an IPA snob. I, I love my IPAs can't guarantee it was my first. I was drinking like the Call Strauss stuff, at first, you know, just uh, Sam Adams, and then gradually slowly work your way up, but was it an IPA? I don't know for sure. But that's my go-to beer now, West Coast, double IPA, the motor hops, you, and IBUs. And you
3: probably left New York before um, Brooklyn Brewing was really kicking. Right? Yeah, I have
1: family, friends, that would tell me all about that place when that was taking off. Yeah. What oh, happened?
3: San Diego, no shortage. of Stone and yes, you know, Stone yeah. Society. The Society. So many. alice Point. Ballas Point. So many great ones and, and yeah. smaller ones.
1: There are everything. so many. Every time I go back, I stop in a few in Chula Vista or just you got to be good these days or you're not going to make it in San Diego. If, you, if you're oh, bad yes. brewing bad beer, no, yeah. you're not going to survive. I mean, that's just your ticket to opening breweries, yeah. to
3: having good beer.
1: Yeah. you, you got to have that or you don't even try. <laughs> uh, and there's enough room for everybody. It's one of yeah. those businesses where you don't fear competition because as long as you maintain your level, and, and there's room for everybody in this business, I believe. Yeah. I think so
3: too. I think it's just... Some people, especially in the United States, a lot of people get caught up in the wanting to constantly grow and get bigger and become the next, you know, Avery or founders or whatever. And that's a, that's a big move and that's a, that's a big business at that point too. Even though, even though those breweries are nothing compared to like Budweiser or Coors or something, yeah. they're still very big businesses. Yeah.
1: We were close to opening La Paz a few months ago. And we backed out because we just didn't have the capacity, you know, the, the staffing, the we, we needed more equipment and uh, but the time will come. I know it's a good business. I I, I have dreams to go over to like Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. I would love to open a a brewing and then I have aspirations of franchising it out at some point maybe and, and that's a good idea. It's a it's a good niche business where we tie everything in the customer service and, and the food and the, and the overall experience.
2: So do it's, you feel like you've retired?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I have in control of my own destiny now, my life, my day, you know, when you're working for corporate America and, you're, and you feel like it's, it's tough to break that tie. You have a uh, free company car, free gas, free insurance. It was a, a cake job for as many years as it was, but now I, it wasn't fulfilling. Now it's, it's awesome. We do events here. We do a, a river fest every March. It's a big music, beer festival on the river, and its proceeds go towards playgrounds in Moolahe. We supplied two playgrounds already for two years. There's Costco type of kids or so whatever we could afford based upon what we raise. Mm-hmm. So we do all kinds of fundraising, it's, it's pretty cool, so, have a bunch of bands playing on the river. And that's awesome.
2: As, as a, a couple sitting right here in front of, in front of you, Brian, we have, are kind of getting on the verge where we might retire from doing I mean, this is probably always going to be something that we do because it's just fun and we, we love it. But would you recommend us opening up a brewery somewhere? Oh, yeah. I love it. Okay. Because okay. there's so many people who'd be like, no, don't
1: <laughs> run.
2: Don't walk away from it. No. Run. <laughs> no, that's but a
1: cool thing. It's... Yeah. No, we love it.
2: We've thought about it and talked about it, and then we've talked to so many brewers. we're like, Month. Maybe we don't want to because because a lot of the questions I also ask them is they used to go to all these breweries and travel and visit all these places and then I'm like, so how many have you gone to since you opened up your brewery? Uh, one? <laughs> Hours? <laughs> Hours? Yeah. So do you get a chance to go out and like visit different places? You stopped
1: or? by San Felipe. I was in Padre Santo yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I still love other people's beer too. It doesn't have to be mine. Even though we're an excellent beer, you know, it's exceeded my expectations for the amount of time we're brewing beer. I'm like, wow, this IPA is pretty awesome. And if it's not good, I'll, I'm not afraid to tell them. And, and this stuff we've taken off the tap, if it's not quality, you are got to kind of hold yourself to a, to a standard in this business. It's yeah. don't sell bad beer. Yeah,
3: that, <laughs> yeah it's, it's hard to come back from that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus as a brewer you want to know what people think of your beer because like, you're so close to it and yeah. and coming from a background where you weren't a beer snob and out yeah. there drinking all the beers like we all were, yeah. um, you know, your ref- your reference point is different than, mm-hmm. than Brian's or my and yeah. April's and so you need to know like is this good, yeah. is this yeah. what
0: people want it's out of this beer? The thing for me it was to start to, to work. In the bar before I brew, mm-hmm. because I'm brewing since uh, probably one and a half years ago, okay. and yeah, I started my job in the bar three years ago, and all this one and a half year before I brew, I started to brew. I I was learning, watching videos, obviously tasting the beers in the in the bar that the other guy was brewing, and yeah, we were bringing some beer from a special beer, invited beer from good good breweries and. Mm-hmm. Mexico, Digo oh, yeah. Cabo. Yeah, and I, I was tasting a lot of beer. And actually, the customers, uh, I call customers a few, they, they they, are friends now. Mm-hmm. And every time when they, they come down, they bring, Hey, Miguel, I bring a beer for you. Ah, wow, Some different beer uh, uh Ballas Point and Old uh, California, San Diego, oh, Stone, yeah. I can tell you that Stone is my favorite. I love IPA, and they are the best in IPA for me, yeah. in my opinion. and Yeah, and I tried beer from Iowa, Iowa, from Idaho, Oregon, Washington. Yeah, perfect. And it's very good. I
3: love that you said Stone is your favorite IPA because yeah, for that's me. a big jump from... Tastes like a hairball. Yeah, hairball. <laughs> because so yeah. Stone is like known to be yeah. some of the most bitter IPAs. Yeah,
0: out there. yeah right. they do like Anywhere. a double AC, double IPA. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, imperials, and they do very you good. Do some job. very nice beers. Yeah, you're, very you're,
2: nice you're gonna have to figure out a way to name one of your beers hairball. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: we just did a, a, an
1: online thing where we, have, we had a the hairball hey, 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 Oh yeah, know, let the customers think of the names. Mm. You yeah. have to keep get engagement. Yeah, we're here four That's years now, world. so you have to keep people motivated and want to come yeah. in. So we gave away a free sweatshirt for yeah. whoever come up with the most clever yeah. name for our yeah latest IPA, which we, we sold out of in record time. We sold out, and four. I think
0: yeah, yeah, when we do that that um, contest, the the name one, okay, we put Mule Hey. It was the name Mule Hey. You know, yeah. and, and H-E-Y after that, like uh, two nice. days uh, uh, after that. My percent the sales of the cell in and the bar was ninety or ninety five percent hay and five percent red of the beer. So the yeah. No, oh, I want mole hay, mole hay, and the name was very attractive. Yes. This is a good point and when you brew some beer. Oh, yeah. The beer can be uh, very awesome, very good, but if you don't have a good name, you you don't attract the the, the people to the beer. Oh. It's just yeah. marketing it's it's the marketing or the
1: marketing.
2: Well, even the different styles, there are so many similar styles. And if you put the wrong style up there, even though that is the style, mm-hmm. it might not get sold. But if you change yeah. it slightly, yeah. people Same, buy same it. thing.
1: We had one we named after the Boleo, the mine in San Rosalia, yeah. Boleo Copper And it wasn't selling. So we switched it back to an amber, which yeah. basically is the same beer. Uh-huh. All of a sudden, oh, mm-hmm. people can relate with an amber ale. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's funny yeah. how people. don't, I think Javier was talking about his
3: golden ale last night. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's he uses a Belgian yeast, uh-huh. so it's really a Belgian golden. Yeah, but but, but he just calls it a golden ale, golden ale because people don't understand Belgian golden or yeah. Belgian strong. Yeah. Yeah. And so for us though, at, kind least, of, at least for the market, right? Where for he's that market, it works
2: because for us, I'm like it's just a golden ale. It's gonna be boring. Uh-huh. And then we try it. But I'm like, wow. this is like a Belgian. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's golden, he's very good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, It's, yeah. it's very different and unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this is when you, you are brewing, you need to be unique. Uh, I have a blown ale, and, and I think after, uh, between blown ale and, and IPAs, they're the best seller in the store. But my blown ale has something special because it's a citra blonde. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a new okay. style around California and absolutely you can use another half, not too high in IBUs, kind of Haller Tower or, or different one. Mm-hmm. And I use Citra, and, and small sizes, but I use Citra and it's very, just kind of little fruity, blonde, malty, and little fruity, and it's, it's a good combination, and lighter and alcohol, it's a good combination. People yeah, like yeah. it. That's a good half for that too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I have a question about the water, actually. So a lot of people oh. who come down to Baja or anywhere in Mexico, they're like, oh, you can't drink the water and you can't do this. So how are you making beer with the water down there? Like that be just like that's a secret?
0: our
1: secret, actually, Yeah. It's <laughs> a, <it's laughs> water. We have well water here in Mulay. It's coming up from the ground, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we use it directly. And, and yeah. it's been working out really well for us. I yeah. think it's part of our yeah,
0: the, the water is 90% on, on the beer, and, yeah. and actually in Baja, uh, anywhere you go, they have problems with water. Um, Tijuana, Ensenada, La Paz. They, they don't have too, too much water. And muleje uh, Mule is kind of one of Oasis. Oasis and we have water enough to, to use. And, and the water is very good. It's, it's very helpful uh, for us with the beer. It tastes very good. And, yeah, we were using Water directly from the mountains from the ground. Yeah, and it's, it's so good. Yeah, we have no problem with the water.
3: So, Brian, I want to step back a minute, though. Um, so you were in San Diego for a long time, and you decided here was a good place to retire. But um, I say that with air quotes. <laughs> 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 but yeah. uh, how did you decide on Mulahé or Baja in general, even? Like, had you been traveling down here before you I decided? I had never gone
1: past Ensenada. I've been okay. to Cabo on a boat on the little cruises they have out of San Diego, and then and, and they hit Cabo. I've never been in between. I just okay. took one ride, I saw an ad on Craigslist for a house on the river, and it was affordable, like, 65K or something, I believe it was. I drove for the first time, and once I hit Santa Rosa League, and I saw that Sierra cruz heads for the first time, I was like, wow, that's majestic. Yeah. And I felt my life just, like blood pressures slow down, and it just, it just felt right and uh, I had found my house. I live on the river now, and uh, it just felt right. You know, I'm a, I'm a very empathic person. I'm very, it's, just, it's just good energy here in this town. It's a real natural oasis, which attracted me. Be able to get a chance to go up behind the mission, go up the stairs, you'll see everything connecting. You see the river, the sea, the mountains, and the desert all coming together just from up there. It's just, it's an awesome little town that you just
3: saw like an ad somewhere and like you came down
1: here it and, and it's right. like it, it just hit you like
3: yeah. that because you, you would think, oh, he's problem. probably he probably went down there all the time. No, some people, I, everybody I, I talked maybe. to, is,
1: most people have been coming down for 30 plus years. They, yeah. they share their stories and another amazing thing, people ride their bikes. Mm-hmm. There was a guy from South America oh. going up to mm. San Francisco. Oh, it's you. just amazing the stories you hear from people who Travel through Baja trying to just either figure out their life or just come for a peaceful vacation, peaceful trip.
2: I wish more people would listen to what their inner self tells them when they get somewhere because if they did, there wouldn't be so much <laughs> conflict, maybe. Because exactly. if you start with inner conflict, it just like expands out and it just impacts so many other people. But if you listen to what you feel,
1: People let money override their, their feelings. They don't to, they, they just go numb. You know, you're, you're stuck in a life where you're comparing yourself to your neighbors and, and what your neighbors drive and what the, the improvements your neighbor did on their house, the kind of car they're driving. Once you get here, it's like fair game. I have a Hitsu Rocky little four by four. That's my everyday car. Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't, I no longer compare myself to what other people have, what they don't have. Mm-hmm. I found peace in my life down here. That's more important than anything. It just doesn't matter what day of the week it is. You know, that's 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 life. That's that's living.
2: Yeah. How about you? How, like you've stayed here and like left a job. Yeah. Did that sound like you probably loved. I mean, if you're a teacher, you somewhat probably have a love-hate relationship with them.
0: <laughs> you should. Yeah. I, I did. But <laughs> how
2: how is it now? Did, did it really draw um, you in?
0: Or? Yeah, for me, um, um, I'm not from a big city, but my, the the big city was close to me. And, Venezuela. and yeah, my uh, when I been in and rest um, in the mela I was in Puebla, it was a big city and after that I went to Yucatan, it was a small town. It was a big change for me after living in big cities and when I came to Muleke uh, it was a little different in the beginning, but yeah, I think the the business, the store, the project Muleke brewing make me be uh, busy concentrating on the, on the beers and too many friends came to here and now sometimes in my day off when I, I have not too many day off in the big season but in the summer I can do other activities but when I have my day off I don't know what, what place go because a lot of friends <laughs> hey come to here hey I want to go I want to do something with you and you gotta decide because this uh, project Make, your, make a lot of friends, good people around around you. And actually I'm working in the bar and, and people just, they just came sometimes to make conversation with you. They just get one beer and they just wanna sit there and talk with you. And this is my life now. Uh, I live very well, I live quality. This is no traffic here and it's no stress. And, yeah, I think it, this is my life. In the summer, I work hard in the winter. In the summer, I can go different, whether yeah. La Paz or explore a little bit Baja or anywhere in, yeah. in the country. Yeah.
2: So besides here in where where's like a really memorable place of things that you guys like to do yeah. in Baja?
1: We do some events. We've had some good beer festivals in La Paz. Uh-huh. I really like La Paz. Mm-hmm. On the Malecon, they've had a couple beer festivals. And people liking our beer over there too, and that's when you know you have something special when people yeah. recognize you in other towns. And, and I personally like La Paz. ensenada is another craft beer mecca. Yeah, you guys probably didn't come to that way this time, but yeah, four years we, ago we, we were there. Four years ago, and we we spoke with like Nathan at Aguamala
3: and oh. and
1: uh, uh, let's see, Paco, two. I think Canaveres, that yeah. Um, okay, I mean, awesome. We were selling Aguamala in the beginning, we were complimenting our beers, we weren't brewing a lot, to keep up with the, the demand, so we were, were selling a lot of Aguamala. Aguamala, yeah. So brewer. How about you, the place that you like to go yeah. on Baja? Um,
0: yeah. I love.
2: Like,
0: I like La Paz. I yeah, like yeah, La Paz yeah. because it's not a big city, but they have a beautiful malecon, they have craft beer, they have good sushi, they have good food. And the vibes around is, is very nice too. we get a single. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> 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 Beautiful señoritas. <laughs> uh, it's always a very nice place, but yeah, I like, I like Mexico City for visit a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Puebla, I like to just go and visit. But uh, yeah, I think uh, La Paz I love it. But anywhere in Baja it's a special place and you know and if you sometimes the people come to here and I, I tell the people I think you don't you don't need to make a plan. You need just come and sometimes you, you your plan is stay two days in Mullahe but sometimes you stay one week, make. two yeah. weeks or, or, or three years like yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like,
1: so true. People come yeah. down and they're really in a rush to get the cabo and and they think that's what Baja's all about. Uh-huh. But on their way back, they stopped paying, like, you know what, this place is, is special. This it's is special. Best, it was, was my best stop in all of Baja, these beaches, and it's just really a special place. It's not overbuilt. You know? mm-hmm. Obviously, for business sake, it would be beneficial to have more people, but we understand we're in a small town, and we, we do catch a lot of people coming through. Like some people, some customers just twice a year, on the way down to the bigger cities and you know, on the way I home.
3: Okay. Yeah, because I mean, you almost have to come through here on the Mexico one to, yeah. to get down to La Paz and yes. Loreto and down to the Cabo area
0: if you're going
2: Alright, do you guys have like favorite styles of beers that you go? Or are you more seasonal? It just depends on what the... Yeah,
0: meal? we have a, a basic menu that we, we want to keep always in the, in the menu, you can have my Citra Blonde, Ember Ale. Uh, Flagship bales. Yeah. Cheers, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. yeah. Uh, Clips Stout, it's uh, another good one. Uh, three different IPAs, one that one, Mule Hina. we have another one, the name is uh, Mule uh-huh. and that one, it's coming soon, Punta Chivato, is a double IPA. Okay. And yes, I think it's it, kind of seven or eight beers in the, in the menu for regular menu. And then we can play with different beers from from the season. Yeah, for example, now we're uh, getting ready one coconut butter. Mm-hmm. It's for seasonal, from, uh, from the winter. And in the summer, we play with lighter beer, it could be sour, so... I don't know, colds so or this kind of beer, lighters, mm-hmm. and, and another different IPA, juicy IPA, so, yeah. So are
2: you a seasonal beer person now, too, or is it just always IPAs?
0: Um, mm, I'm in IP, always in IPAs, but I can drink it out in,
2: yeah.
0: in, the, in the winter. In the winter?
1: In the winter, yeah. How about you, Brian? I tasted this coconut water. It's tasting is it? very good. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one, but I, I'm strictly pretty much IPA. Yeah. at this point I try to drink a, a lager or, or a, yeah. just a regular blonde ale and yeah. I don't want to say they're boring but I just think more <laughs> yeah that robust yeah. flavor yeah the problem is when you
0: take IPA the, all they have the hairballs, and <laughs> <laughs> you can't come back to the it's not plain flavors but yeah it's different it's malty mm-hmm. it's different yeah but now I'm, uh, I think i uh, uh, always have people ask me, I like Belgians, mm-hmm. but kind of a strong ale, Duvel, Triple, Quadruple, uh-huh. and we're planning to, to brew uh, Belgium, could be Duvel, Triple, okay. because it's very malty, it's heavy, it's, it's mm-hmm. a little happy, not too much, but more malty and tasty. And yeah, could be Belgium, my next uh, favorite beer. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I love Belgians. Yeah, just, Belgians. Yeah. I right, was well speaking on that. Where
2: is a place that you would like to go that you have never been, whether it's beer related or
0: not? And anywhere? anywhere in the world. In the world, yeah. Okay, oh, I, I would like um, tell you go to Venezuela. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a beautiful country, but I think it's not safe now. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's beautiful. Brin Baja, yeah. It's anywhere would you go is. Beautiful. Where would you Fantastic. like to? go? Oh, me? Yeah. Mm. Always, my dream is go to Italy okay. because my, my father was from there. Mm. But now I think in my my second dream is go go to Germany or Be- or Belgi- uh, Bel- Belgium. Belgium or mm. or Holland. Okay, Holland. You know, to do uh, experience with beer over there. Mm. Yeah, it's my dream. I think so. You can come mm. with
2: us. We're going in the fall.
0: Oh, really? in <laughs> <London>, Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Maybe yeah. hit, like, curly shirt. Oh, check Czechia. There.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. wow. How about
1: you, Brian? I got a strange one. I'm half Maltese. I always want to go to Malta. I don't think they have any crap beer over there that I know of, but it's south of Italy in the Mediterranean. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, it's a small island. Yeah. Malta. That's where I want to get to. And, and... But again, I, I love going to the mainland from here. I got married over in Puebla. Okay. Couple of years ago, and have a two-year-old baby, and so two I did. Old- I did it all over again. My wow. daughter, my two-year-old daughter, has a thirty-two-year-old, thirty-two-year-old sister. <laughs> back in San Diego, and a brother. My son is in thirty, and he's in San Diego as well. So, something I would never do back in the states. Put that kind of pressure on myself to have another child, but. Mm-hmm. My kids told me they would never give me grandchildren, so I took matters into my own hands. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: because our kids tell us they're probably not going to give us grandchildren <laughs> either, so I was like, no.
3: I'm good with our grand fur babies. Yes. And <laughs> the dogs that they okay.
1: so, have. Uh, there you go.
2: I mean, beer plays uh, an integral role in probably all of our lives, but it, you don't have to go places just for the beer. Like, I really mm-hmm. want to go. I want to go to Nepal. <laughs> I want to go right, to yeah. Nepal and like hike around How there. Nepal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And it's, anywhere. I don't know. I haven't done enough research in like India. Both of those places are really big countries, but just that area I really. Like. Yeah.
1: Okay. You know, it's attracting you. It's calling your name. Yeah. <laughs> um, any more places? Pretty much. You know. The entire continent of Africa. <laughs>
0: nice. So, the world. That's where I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> the, world
2: the world. There's not enough time. Yeah. <laughs> we should officially close this thing out. Officially? Yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> so <you> have to <laughs> do a cheers. No, and... we gotta pay another cheers. I'm just going to say, like, che- it's just cheers to following what your inner voice tells you. Because that's how this came apart, came to be a part of it. And kind of yours, too. Like, you had to really think about your decision if you're going to move here or not. So there's (laughs) that as well. And so, like, if you start listening to your your inner voice, maybe things will work out better for your life. Because there's so much going on in the world. Yes.
1: And... So much hate, so much anger. And then when you're around to craft beer, (laughs)
2: when you're, uh, like, drinking a beer, it's just like uh, one of our people that we interviewed before said you can just talk across the aisles. Like, you can pretty much literally have a pretty good political conversation. And it's just... It's a conversation. It doesn't turn into hate. Exactly. And so that's just something that I think beer does.
1: Yes. So. I agree. Yeah. We call we have ourselves of the cheers of Baja well. too. We have a nickname for the place. It's like cheers that bring people together and uh, Oh there you go. That's one of my favorite shows growing up, so yeah. Yeah. creating that kind of environment is important to me. Yeah. People just sometimes they don't understand why it feels good. We have really good energy here and mm-hmm. then people are like, wow, it's really comfortable to come alone. They don't mm-hmm. have to come with a big group, and they can have a conversation with Miguel. They can have their own space and be on their computer. It's whatever their preference is. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been it's been great. It
2: just works out. That's why beer is about more than just a beer. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah. Always. Yeah. Oh,
2: agree.
3: It comes from that energy that you created here, and mm-hmm. are you just maybe not created, but you captured it here? Yes. Mm-hmm. You felt it, and you went with it. Cheers. <laughs> mula,
2: hey. Mula. Mula, hey. <laughs> Cheers. you have to say you know where everybody knows your name because those are some of the coolest places to be
3: uh, and there was that kind of vibe at mula brewing company because there are a lot of people that flock there like a good mix of like the expats people like us traveling through locals everybody like it is kind of a cheesy kind of place.
2: Yeah, and I think that anybody who walked in, both like um, Anna and Brian and Miguel, like all of them, like, "Hey, everybody! Hey, Frank! Oh, hey, Fred! Gosh. Hey, Jose! Hey, everybody. Julia! Hey, whatever!" Yeah, so. Oh yeah. Yeah, careful if you don't want them to know your name, then don't go. But you, <laughs> you should go to Lula Hey Brewing Company. It's just, just even if it's just like for some food in the community, even if you don't drink the beer, because they actually have a full bar too. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great little stopover on your way south because also, like they said, everybody thinks that they need to make a beeline to Cabo and like way south here uh. to Todos Santos and all that. But it's really those little towns along even Baja California Norte, as well as Baja California Sur, that are really worth the stopovers and spending time in there. So that's, that's great.
3: Yeah, I think so. And, you know, Mulegé, the town itself, is a cool place, yes. a cool area and... I don't know. It was kind of fun just to tool around there for a few days. And, yeah. Oh, and that's the other out.
2: thing that you didn't mention is the one on the beach where you camped. It's like a two-mile walk or bike ride into town. So Oh yeah. that yeah, was really great. Easy. Yeah.
3: Yeah, if you bike into town, it takes you just a couple of minutes and then even walking 20, 30 mm-hmm. minutes maybe.
2: So, all right. I guess that's it for
3: Mool Hay. Well, it's
2: not it. It's just it for our podcast episode. Um, <laughs> if you are looking for a community on the road and you happen to be in the States, um, May 16th.
3: May 16th. What's happening on May 16th?
2: May 16th to the 20th. It's what? Camp, what? What? Camp Carpe Diem. Oh, yeah. It's a community event, man, for travelers like all of us. And it's small, so, but so we get to know people. And it's really cool. It's like being at your own private brewery because we also have a beer that's brewed for it. So literally, it's like being at your own private brewery. It's totally yeah.
3: like your own private
2: party. Yeah. With campfires and friends and new friends and old friends. So anyhow, dot com. And if you use code STOUTFRIENDS10, zero, you get uh, some money off of the price.
3: $10 off of every registration. Yeah. Every person's, every individual person's registration. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you don't want to miss it. It's coming up. It's going to be a lot of fun in Hot Springs, Arkansas this spring.
3: Yeah. So join us, please, please.
2: Okay, on that note, anything else? If you happen to be in Baja and you're listening to this, we're still in Baja. So reach out. We'd love to hang out. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you never know. Even if, it's, even if you're listening to this three years later, reach out. You never know. We might be there again. <laughs> it could be happening. All righty. We might be at the North Pole. Who subscribe, knows?
2: Subscribe, buy us a beer. There's a link in the show notes and all that. You can actually buy us a virtual beer in air quotes. Or when we're hanging out, buy us a real beer and keep this podcast going. Keep us afloat. And welcome to the first podcast episode of 2024. Hey, Moolah, hey.
3: Hey, Moolah, hey.
2: Hey, Moolah, hey. hey. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Hey, Moolah, hey.
3: We're going off the rails, so I think we should go off the air.
2: Cheers and peace out.
3: Peace out, folks.
2: We'd love to hear from you, so keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This stout conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs.